the kingdom of God. And that's what it's about, moving into that realm of the kingdom of God, allowing the Lord to speak to us as individuals, not just, you know, what is pastor saying, or even though you hear that, and I, I, I want to say to you that I pray a lot, and I desire to hear the voice of God, and I believe I do. And as I proclaim things to you, I want you to understand God is doing something very unique. And in my own spirit, it's not something new. It's not something that is, you know, God's never done before. But there is breakthrough that's happening. I'm hearing so many testimonies of so many people that God is breaking through in their lives. And because of that breakthrough in their lives, there's breakthrough in lifestyle. There's breakthrough with your jobs. There's breakthrough with your finances, your family, and even the inner self of your emotional health. That God really is, is concerned about that, your emotional health. So today, what I want to do is, first of all, uh, isn't Christmas wonderful? that we get to celebrate the birth, the humanity of our Lord Jesus Christ, allowing God himself to die for us. That's basically the plan. And during the times of opening the gifts and watching my grandkids you know, run around all excited about the, the little things that they get, but, you know, I, I sat there and I, I had tears in my eyes and, and just realizing, Jesus, you came so that we can enjoy life on this earth. That we don't have to wait till heaven. That we can have that on earth. Matter of fact, my daughter um, put together and sent a little gift from me as a, uh, a glass uh, holding pictures. And it's a picture of my mom with my brother and, and myself and then just my mom and just engraved on there the memory of my mother. And what a joy that was. There are tears in my eyes, but, you know, we have family. You and I are family. We're the fam. We can encourage one another. We can be there for one another. We're not perfect. I'm not perfect. And if you admit it, you're not perfect either. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And all those that are watching online, uh, from the East Coast and all over, we want you to know that we love you too and you're our family and we want you to recognize that today what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you five ministry abilities that you and I have, that it becomes a lifestyle. Nothing is too difficult to break through. The year 2022 in my heart, I believe this is going to be some of the greatest times that I will experience. I didn't say that, that everything was going to be perfect, but I said that God is showing me breakthrough. That what you have planted, you have come, and maybe today you're oppressed. Maybe today you're depressed. Maybe today is a little bit of a excitement for you because yesterday you had nobody around. That maybe you're sitting in your <clears throat> living room watching us and you didn't have Christmas. Maybe you didn't have money. All you have is a small TV and you're able to get online. And you didn't receive any gifts. Well, let me give you a gift today that nothing is too difficult and the oppression that is attacking you, I'm going to give you the ability by the word of God, to break through in that area. And that you're going to attack any spiritual thing, spiritual poverty. You know, poverty is a spirit, and poverty has brought many destructive things in homes and in families. And maybe you have things. Maybe you have a home. Maybe you have a car. <clears throat> but the spirit of poverty is attacking you, and the way you think of things has brought depression in your heart. And maybe there's someone that's listening today that maybe you've thought of suicide during these holidays, and I would say to you, that is straight from the pit of hell. That is not God. 
Some of you maybe uh, feel like that you've done so many things wrong and that people have accused you of so many things that you can't get out of this fog in your life. Today, I'm going to show you the ability you have to break through. And there is nothing, nothing that can keep you from what God has planned, <clears throat> excuse me, for you. See, in planting seed, and many of you have with great hurt in your heart, this seed will begin to manifest itself in harvest. We have discussed faith <clears throat> and family and how to break through. Two weeks ago, we began talking about freedom. We talked to you about the bully of bondage, where bondage really comes from. So today, in <clears throat> some churches, we preach the Jesus that's not of the Bible. And I hope that many of the leaders that are watching today in other nations, are you preaching the Jesus of the Bible or are you preaching the Jesus that you think he is based on your experiences or your problems? In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, it states, But I fear lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. And I just want to tell you, I no longer am putting up with the Jesus that's not of the Bible. I'm no longer putting up with the preaching and the reasoning of man that is not of the Bible. Remember the word deception that I used a couple weeks ago? How that the enemy comes in and deceives, and that is the, the manifestation of the beginning of non-breakthrough or of the problems that we have in our life. Paul, in the scripture, is concerned of what the church was listening to, concerned of what the church was accepting. Even though the scripture doesn't say it, well, you know, I mean, we just live in this fallen world, and because of the fallen world, we just need to accept this. No, you don't. You don't need to accept that in your home. You don't need to accept that in your personal walk. You don't need to accept that in your marriage. What we need to do is recognize that there is a Jesus of the Bible that was born and in a human form, but he was fully God. He went to the cross. He was crucified. He paid for our sins. And you and I now have these amazing ministry giftings and abilities to be able to break through, no longer allowing the world's mentality or the Jesus that's not of the Bible to be our God. Many churches preach of a Jesus who can save you and get you to heaven, but he can't help you on this earth. There's nothing that you can do about what's going on in your life because that's just life. I'm telling you, Jesus came so that heaven can be on this earth. And we need to, in 2022, recognize this, or breakthrough won't happen. Because we'll still be bound up by the bully, and his name is Satan, or wrong doctrine. This, this preaching says that he can't help your marriage. You just have to work it out. Or you just have to just take a deep breath and it's going to be okay. Or they preach, well, he can't help you physically, even though he healed people in the Bible. If you have emotional wounds, he can't help you. There are many people. That's why we have counselors in our church. That's why we, we meet with people. People have emotional struggle. But I want to tell you, the answer is Jesus not the wisdom of man. 
but the wisdom of man brings you to Jesus. You, you understand that? Don't come to me and say, well, are you telling me counseling is not of God? No, counseling is of God. The Holy Spirit is our counselor. And he brings wisdom to mankind to bring you to him where you can have breakthrough and healing in your emotions. So you can have healing. And in many instances, maybe, possibly, and it's God's plan, is that you don't have to take those drugs anymore. Jesus can get you to heaven, they say, but you will have hell on earth. Yeah, I said it. You will have hell on earth till you get there to heaven. That's not true. In Jesus' prayer, he said, so that you may have heaven on earth. I want to tell you, I'm living, even though there is stuff in this world, I'm living heaven on earth. The joy of the Lord. The problem is the force behind the deception that says, yes, you can get to heaven, but heaven can't help you on earth. And that is a lie. That is a lie. Satan, again, is behind that deception, and I totally disagree 100% regarding Satan and his belief or his doctrine. Our King Jesus has won the victory, and that all that is in heaven is God's will for us on earth. God's plan in heaven, he planned for earth. Breakthrough church family, into the kingdom reality. What I'm asking you is kingdom reality. I drink coffee from a cup from our men's ministries that says kingdom-minded men, kingdom reality. And I'm asking you, as you're listening to me and you're watching me online, is I'm asking you, have you been deceived? in believing the lie of the Jesus that's not in the Bible. In Luke chapter 4, very interesting scripture. We find the first sermon that Jesus preaches in his home church. And in Luke chapter 4, for 30 years, Jesus followed his human dad and was a carpenter. Then he goes into ministry. Yes, he has the ability of carpentry, but he begins to travel and preach the very thing that God the Father had appointed him to do. So in Luke 4, verse 16, let's begin. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. I kind of, when I read that, this is just my weird personality, is I wondered how long it took Jesus to find where he was going to read. You know, how many of you knew that he wrote the Bible? Okay. And... Uh, so he finds this, and here in Luke, they're repeating what was written in Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, and he gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him, and he, Jesus, began to say to them, notice began, they cut him off. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. He is telling them, Isaiah 61 is me. Now, listen to what Jesus is saying because of what he read 
or what he stated through the Holy Spirit, the prophet Isaiah wrote down. So now let me ask you, so how was Jesus' first sermon, how did they receive it or how did it go over? Verse 28 tells us, so all those in the synagogue jump for joy because the real Jesus is there. Is that what it says? No. So all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath and rose up and thrust him out of the city. And they led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built, that they might throw him down over the cliff. So Jesus' first sermon, they tried to kill him. But they couldn't. Because they didn't see or perceive the Jesus of the Bible. Verse 30, then passing through the midst of them, he went his way. So they couldn't kill him. Because another scripture says, there's going to be an appointed time where I will die. God's plan. But let me tell you why they got so upset. Let me just tell you what's going on here in this story. Jesus said this, and I want you to listen to this from me now. As you walk with me, Jesus talking, this is exactly who I am. And why I am here on this earth, so you walk in the same way. Jesus said, I'm not a carpenter only. I am the Messiah. I'm the Son of God. I'm the one you waited for all these years. I'm the one you preached about. I'm the one that you talked about. I'm the one that you did all of these sacrifices. I'm the one who is bringing in the acceptable year of the Lord. That's why the Holy Spirit has anointed me. See, the people of Israel knew Isaiah 61. They preached it all the time. They talked about it all the time. But in front of their faces, they didn't recognize the real Jesus. In front of my face on a daily basis, here's Jesus what the Bible says. So today, I'm going to tell you who Jesus really is so you can break through in 2022. 2022. Now, as I'm talking, don't try to throw me off a cliff either. I'm just telling you what Jesus said. In this passage are the five foundational ministries of Jesus. Let's break through the deception of the world now. Let's just do this. Church family, there are things in your life that you are loving God, you're going to heaven, you're, you're experiencing wonderful things, but I'm telling you there is a depth of breakthrough that every one of us need now. Every one of us need what Jesus is talking about, the same thing that he did then. Notice is the Bible says that they tried to throw him off the cliff to kill him, and he just went and walked past them by the power of God. God's plan will always work. His plan was Jesus was to die for our sins, but that wasn't the time. That wasn't the time. And God has set in your life and mine, prophetically I'm telling you, God has set it up for you and I to break through in our lives, 2021 and 2022. Some of you have been planting seed and you haven't seen it yet. I want to tell you, harvest is coming. It's manifesting. But how are you seeing the Jesus of the Bible? Here are the five ministries. First, salvation. Jesus comes to save us and reunite us to God to connect earth with heaven, to connect us with heaven. 
Verse 18, watch this, Luke 4 again. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. It's not talking about to those who don't have money. It's talking about to the spiritually poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus begins and ends his sermon with salvation. It's the good news, not good advice. What you carry to your family, to your friends, to your coworkers is the good news. It's not good advice. It is something you need to begin to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and recognize when you sense to tell someone the gospel, tell it with the power of God, not just advice. And bring him to Jesus. Your family needs Jesus. Preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, let me just say this. I skipped this for a second because I wanted to say it now. You're a sinner, but I'm going to the cross, Jesus is saying, and pay for your sins so you can live with me for eternity as my brothers and sisters or sons and daughters of God. That's the good news. It is not something how you work it out, how you become a better son or a daughter. You are a son or daughter when you accept me as Lord and Savior, the Jesus of the Bible. And you couldn't accept God and you couldn't be accepted by God, but Jesus said, because of what I do, it's the acceptable year of the Lord. It's now. And I want to say to you, 2022 is the acceptable year of the Lord, just as 2021. But now you're going to live out with revelation of who you are and the power of God that you walk in and how special you are as that person. That was his prime ministry, but not the only ministry. But the prime ministry that we have is leading people to Jesus Christ. Gone is the day that church is entertainment. God is not going to be pleased with entertaining. God will be pleased when we, we lead people to Christ and then bring them to church to be discipled. So let me tell you a couple things about salvation so you know that you're saved. There's so many people that think they're saved, that think they're going to heaven. Let me tell you, salvation is personal. You personally have sinned against God, so you personally must repent and accept him. Your parents can't do it for you. It doesn't matter if you were baptized as a baby. Until you come to the age of accountability and know the difference from right and wrong, you then must make a decision in your heart to follow Jesus and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And if you do that, you're saved. 100%. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, then salvation comes. So salvation first is personal, and then second, salvation is public. Luke 12, 8 says, I tell you the truth, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, the Son of Man will also acknowledge in the presence of God's angels. You know why some breakthrough hasn't happened in people's lives? They don't acknowledge Jesus to others. They don't acknowledge Jesus. They're afraid of, of the rules and the laws. They don't acknowledge Jesus in their life. They walk around, they go to the store, they go. No one knows that they're born again. I want to tell you, everywhere I go, I am a Christian. And I tell people I'm a believer. I don't tell people in most cases, unless they ask me that I'm a pastor, because then they get afraid of me. I let them know I am a believer, I'm a Christian, and I love Jesus. And I minister to everybody that I can. And most of the time I'm around Christians, because I'm a pastor. But I tell you, it's fun when I go to stores. There are times I just feel led to go to the store. I go to the store. I might buy a couple apples. 
and go there and, and pay for it and because I'm to minister to someone. Are we acknowledging Jesus publicly? That's the Jesus of the Bible. Here's the second ministry of Jesus. And we walk in this too, anointing. Luke 4.18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Jesus himself was anointed of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was water baptized, the Bible talks about how, how that the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove. It wasn't a dove. There wasn't a dove flying down on his shoulder. It was like a dove. And it says that he was anointed of the Holy Spirit. Before he began his ministry, Jesus received that anointing. He then went into the wilderness with the power of the Holy Spirit. People who are not getting breakthrough do not walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Not that they don't have it. The Holy Spirit is in them. They don't understand it, and they don't walk in it. They don't think they're good enough. They don't, you know, I didn't go to seminary. I didn't go here. I didn't do this. I haven't read the Bible. I've only known the Lord a year. I want to tell you the moment you are born again, you're anointed of the Holy Spirit. But it's a revelation of that that causes it to explode in your life and to grow in that. So here's a question. If Jesus needed the anointing of the Holy Spirit, how much more do you and I need this same anointing to do the work of the ministry? You and I need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, immersed in the Spirit of God. Different than water baptism. By the way, I'll be talking with the staff probably end of February, beginning of March. We're going to do water baptism again. Why is that? Because you're going to get people saved. Because you're going to go out there and lead people to Jesus Christ. And then they need to follow in obedience and water baptism right here. And we'll do it on Sunday morning. Because what we're going to do is we're going to be a church that grows because we love the sinner. We love the lost. And you're sitting at home, your neighborhood, bring your neighbors in and watch so they can become born again and anointed of the Holy Spirit. Church, every day you must not do a thing without the anointing of God in your life. With now, with, without recognizing the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit talking to him. And then the power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, that you would do that on a daily basis. See, people aren't preaching the Jesus of the Bible because Jesus is the one that has allowed us to be baptized in the Holy Spirit because he removed our sin. And Jesus appointed that. So if people are telling you that the Holy Spirit and tongues and all that are not of God today, they're lying to you. They're preaching the Jesus that's not in the Bible. Because it was Jesus that appointed the Holy Spirit to do this. <laughs> do you not know that I'm excited about this message? You know how powerful Jesus is? Do you know how powerful Jesus and the Word is? You have the same power. But we don't break through because we don't receive it. We don't walk in it. It's a good thing to be filled with the Spirit and power on a daily basis. What do I mean by that? You mean you have to be refilled? No, no. I'm talking about that you, how many of you eat on Monday and don't eat till the following Monday? Because you were full. You've said it too. Man, I'm not going to eat anything for a long time. I'm stuffed. And that night you get a snack because you're hungry. The same thing in the Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. Spend time with the Holy Spirit. It will give you power to be a good husband, a good wife, a father, a mother, a daughter, a son, a good person, a good minister, employee, a Christian. And also, it will help you to overcome your emotions, your soul. So that's the third ministry of Jesus. Here's a terminology that I thought many years ago because it was taught not of the Bible. And I didn't like even the terminology, and I hated it. And matter of fact, I preached against the statements of inner healing 
But Jesus came to bring inner healing in your life. Because mankind had become God about the God of your emotions. Mankind had become the God of your emotions, and you come to me, and I'll tell you how to live your life. And then what you found is you found in the church, people started ruling people because they would have to call them, can I do this today? Can I do this today? Yeah, you can do it. No, you can't do that. You know, I have enough uh, struggle just trying to live my own life. As a pastor, I can't live your life. It's the Holy Spirit that brings inner healing. Let me read this, verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, reading it again, because I want you to get it, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty, freedom to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. When life disappoints you, Satan arrives to get a stronghold in your life. Remember the bully of bondage? When life deals trauma, let me read this to you, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 14. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness whose end will be according to their works. His ministers, I'm not talking about like, like me or like you, his ministers are demonic spirits. They will come to pretend to be your friend, but they're not your friend, they're your enemy. Wrong doctrine and preaching the Jesus that's not in the Bible is your enemy. And you need to always watch out for what people are saying. When you get your feelings hurt, the spirit realm lies to you and makes it huge. Someone forgot something they told you they were going to do. And by the end of the night, you have fallen apart weeping and telling 500 people that they hate you. That's because the enemy lied to you and made it huge. They try to use your pain. Listen very closely. Jesus took your pain and removed your shame on the cross. What the enemy tries to do in your emotions is to use your pain that Jesus took to comfort you by your reaction. What is your reaction? Being offended and angry. You need to understand when you become offended in your life, you are listening to the doctrine of demons. When you get to a place where you are angry at people and unforgiving, you are listening to the doctrine of demons. Because God knows you will have breakthrough in spite of people that are listening to the doctrine of demons and doing things wrong. Listen, they just forgot something and you got offended. And the Bible says in Mark 4 that if we are offended, God can do no mighty work in your life. I'm telling you, family. You know, some, to some of us, it might be hard. But we've all been there, haven't we? Amen. We've all been there. And we're all, you know, maybe we're there. But we have to understand, if you want breakthrough, you want that miracle in your life, breakthrough in this area. It doesn't remove the remembrance of what took place, but it will remove the demonic force the deception and remove the bondage in your life so that you can be free for God to teach you how to handle people that are unlovely. They will come and pretend to be your friend, but they're your enemy. So listen very closely. The Holy Spirit is the only one who can bring comfort or brings comfort. The demonic spirits are tormentors. There's a story in the Bible about it, and I'm going to get to it in a second. The enemy brings division, and the Holy Spirit brings unity, plain and simple. If there's division 
in your heart, it's the enemy. If there's unity in your heart, forgiveness and love, that's God. If you divide, it's of the enemy. If you create and draw to unity, it's God. Just remember that, simplicity. Disunity is the enemy. Unity is God. It's called deception. Sometimes Satan even masquerades as God telling you to divide and be bitter. That's called the fake gifts of the Spirit. Well, people will come to you and say, you know, I just really come in agreement with you and I sense that you need to do that and you just need to leave your job, leave your church, leave your wife, leave your husband, whatever. And I just think because it's so bad, you just need... What? Absolutely not. People say, well, this is just how the way I feel. I can't help it. Yes, you can. Because your spirit's supposed to overwhelm your emotions. Your spirit's supposed to control your emotions. Your spirit doesn't sin. It's your soul that does. So if your spirit's controlling your, your soul, then you won't sin. That is the power of God in you. That is that anointing in you. You can break through and not be offended because God is trying to do something and bring you into his plan and you're walking in his plan, you're three steps and all of a sudden someone does something wrong and you go back to the first step again. And your heart's broken and you're mad and you're angry and, and you don't feel like going to church. You don't feel like reading the Bible. You don't want to pray anymore because God's not answering your prayer. No, what's happened is you're not walking in the power of God that brings inner healing that will bring healing to your soul. The power of the Holy Spirit. It's in the parable of the unmerciful servant. The master forgave, remember the story? But he, the servant didn't forgive like the, master, like the master who is God in the parable. So the unmerciful servant was turned over to the tormentors. There are people who love God with all their heart, but they're tormented in their emotions. That's why we have counselors. Turn them back to the thoughts of God. Lead them to the Jesus of the Bible. Our soul needs to be healed, which is inside hurt. Jesus wants to set at liberty all who are oppressed or hurt. It's called freedom. Choose to walk in this freedom. It is knowing what the Word of God says and the Jesus of the Bible. Here's the fourth ministry of Jesus, physical healing. It amazes me how many great pastors preach that not for today. In Luke 4, it says, and recovery of the sight to the blind. Recovery of the sight to the blind. Verse 38. Now he arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house, but Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever, and they made requests of him concerning her. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she arose and served them. That's the real Jesus. This is Jesus of the Bible. He's our healer. Jesus Christ is our healer. If you believe in a Jesus that doesn't heal, you are believing in the wrong Jesus. Verse 40, when the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. There are preachers that have churches of, of tens of thousands that preach that, you know, everybody's going to die of a disease anyways. I don't get it. I don't get it. Where do they get that from the church? Where do they get that from the Bible? Every one of them were healed. He heals today. Let me tell you why he heals today. Here's the re reason. I, you know me. I keep it simple. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Reason why I know Jesus, God, heals today is the Bible tells us he can't change. Did you know the Bible tells us God is immutable, meaning 
he can't change. So here's my simple illustration that Jesus heals today. The reason he can't change is if he could change, then Jesus could get better. And if he can get better, God, then he wouldn't be perfect. His nature can't change, and his character can't change. He is our healer because Jesus healed, and he can't change. Yeah, but he heals one person and the other. I almost said it. I'm not going to say it. That's what people say. Well, he heals some and some other. Some was not that. You know, your healing is based upon the work of the cross, Jesus Christ, not your work. But you receive it either by a miracle or your faith believing that Jesus is your healer. Every one of us have people that have died in our lives. And the enemy says, see, see, he's deceiving you. Jesus is a healer. Will you believe in the Jesus of the Bible? Three things always told to the disciples by Jesus. Preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out demons. Hello, disciples. Are you a disciple of the Lord? The Bible says that he will know you because you are a disciple. Here's the fifth ministry, and we'll close with this one. Deliverance. That's not a statement. Deliverance. To proclaim freedom or liberty for the prisoners or captive in bondage. Whatever you struggle with, Jesus, the, the Jesus of the Bible, has given you power for freedom in that situation that you have been deceived and you believe that he can't do it. That you believe it's something, you just can't get over it, it's something, and, and it just can't happen. You're not believing the Jesus of the Bible. Luke 11, verse 14. Jesus' theology of casting out demons and Pharisees and the Pharisees' theology. And he was casting out a demon, and it was mute. So it was, when the demon had gone out, that the mute spoke, and the multitudes marveled. But some of them said, he cast out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons, or Satan. So they accused Jesus of being Satan, casting Satan's demons out. That's dumb. Okay, I'll say it. That's stupid. You know, it's like, well, anyways, verse 16. Others testing him sought from him a sign from heaven. Now, wasn't there a sign? Didn't he just heal a mute person? And they were asking for a sign? Oh, that's cool. You can talk now. Wow, wow. Give us a sign that it's really you. But see, that's how deceived we can be. Right in front of us. Your spouse is the most wonderful person that God had planned for you, and you're thinking they're the worst. You're deceived. You're deceived. God is, has brought you into a place where you can, by the power of the Holy Spirit, bring breakthrough in your marriage. By the way, the weekend after Valentine's Day, we will be having a marriage seminar. And some of you who are called to that area, you will be called within a couple weeks to help me put this together. And it's going to be where I'm going to come in and I'm going to teach married couples, the Jesus of the Bible talking about marriage. We're going to have great breakthrough. So they're asking for a sign. Verse 17, but he, Jesus, knowing their thoughts, <coughs> hello, 
said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. In other words, if we're walking in deception, thinking that things that God said he would do and we're saying he won't do, we are divided against the kingdom of God. And a house divided against a house falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? Because you say, I cast out demons by Beelzebub, and if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges by your very words, by their very belief. It will judge you, and you won't have breakthrough. So I'm just saying to you, rise up, Valley Community Church. Rise up and be the believers of the Jesus of the Bible, and stop listening to the stupidity of the blogs that tell you that they cannot. He will even use words. Didn't Satan do that with Eve? Use the words of God against her? And they will even be a theologian and study the Bible, and it's not of today and all the different things. And I'm telling you, you are a son or daughter of God. You can break through in every area of your life, and it's not too difficult for God because he's given you the power to do that. Deliverance is at hand. Deliverance is at hand. Jesus asked, if I cast them out by Beelzebub, how do you get them out? Oh, I go to a psychiatrist. Well, psychiatrist is good. But is he drawing you to the Jesus of the Bible or to the Jesus of mankind? If he is, to me, he's not a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a counselor. If she's telling you to to back away from the things of God, she's not a counselor. She's being used and deceived of the enemy speaking to you because you trust and you're paying money. Let me tell you, read the Word. It's free. It's not $150 an hour. Now, let me tell you, don't you leave here thinking, pastor said I can't go to a counselor. I'm telling you, if you think you need to go to a counselor, you better go to the counselor. Amen. But, When you go there, while you're driving there, remember what I just said. If they're leading you to the Jesus of the Bible, then they're a good counselor. And if they're not, you need to find a counselor that does. Amen? And I need to say this too. Holy Spirit's kind of telling me, all right, because you know how these guys show me a sign. I'm there too. Man, I see the deception of the, of the enemy coming at me at times. Like, really? Why would I even think like that? It's because the enemy, that's what he does. That's what he chose to do, the opposite of God. But if you are here and you are taking medicine, because a doctor, we have doctors in our church, I trust doctors. And your doctor says to take that medicine. Don't stop taking that medicine until you prove to the doctor that you are well. And then ask him to wean you off the medicine. Valley Community Church believes that medicine comes from God. But as anything, medicine can be abused or be an excuse. Amen? Are you with me? See, what I'm trying to do as your pastor, I'm trying to set a culture in our church that we love everybody, that we're there for anybody. They need count. We're there. If they're taking medicine, we're, we're there. We're not telling, don't take your medicine. You don't have any faith. Oh, stop it. You're probably right. They may don't not have faith because they've been deceived. How about you being the man or the woman that loves them enough and spends time with them to show them the love of God? 
then you can speak with peace things that they could change in their life and their thought processes. See, Valley Community Church, I, I just want to tell you, <laughs> we're, we're moving on. We're moving there. And it's a reality, and I'm excited about it as your pastor, and I'm just excited watching you flourish. This past week, we had quite a few people, promotions, all kinds of stuff going on, blessings, and, and in the spite of COVID, God just turned things around, all that, and I'm just going, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, all week long. And then there have been, you know, a couple of us that, you know, have gone through tribulation, and it's a hard time. Can I just say it this way? Praise the Lord. You're in the right place for people to love you and to teach you to break through in that area in your life. No longer deception is what we're about. No longer the enemy can come in and lie to you and you say, watch this. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. No. Anymore, now you hear things that are opposite of Jesus, of the Bible, you'll say, no, no, no. Just get out of here, Satan. Get out of here, wrong doctrine. Oh, but they're on TV. Who cares? Amen. And I'm going to say it. Oh, they're the president. Who cares? What is and who is Jesus of the Bible. That's who we're going to preach. So he says there'll be judges. Let me read this now, verse 20. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man fully armed guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. Jesus is telling them Satan had the mute man in bondage. Satan thought he was secure. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's mute. Everybody knows he's mute. But someone came along that was stronger than Satan, and his name was Jesus. In this story, Satan was was the strong man, and Jesus was the stronger. You hear that? Jesus is our deliverer. Church family, let's believe in the real Jesus and stand in his power. The year 2022 will be great. Because why? We walk in the power of the ministries that Jesus gave us. Let's all stand. Praise the Lord.